Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I got a special guest, very talented artist, John Dorsch. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Yeah, man. Um, appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I'm very excited, man. Um, you're a very talented musician, and you've been doing this for a long time. It's been a long time. I've probably been at this about 40 years without dating myself too much. And uh, but I started when I was a teenager, and now we're uh, we're full fledged adults. So. <laughs> You know, I was reading that um, you like to uh, do that effect with a penny on the vinyl records, and uh, you try to do that effect on your uh, Les Paul. Well, I was uh, when I was a young teenager, I um, I was enthralled by what I was, what I was seeing in music. You know, with the Beatles and uh, Led Zeppelin, and I remember seeing Jimmy Page and dripping sweat with that Les Paul there, holding the violin bow, and I just wanted to do that. And I was so inspired to do that. I had to figure it out. So I would take my acoustic guitar and eventually I'd, I'd saved up my money and bought a Les Paul. And that was my, my first good guitar. But I would put pennies and weights on my mother's old turntables and, try, and slow the record down and detune the guitar to try to match up the sounds and figure out what I was hearing. And so that's that's how I started to learn. So I have a pretty good ear for music. That's really badass. Like, and um, man... I love your inspiration for music as well, because uh, I love that type of music as well. Yeah, well, that's where it sort of started in in uh, in rock and and um, you know back when they called Led Zeppelin heavy metal. <laughs> but anyway, it's not really that anymore. But uh, you know, there was the whole 
brought all the 70s bands, the great vocal bands like America and, uh, you know, Paul McCartney. And, and it goes on, Boston, all the great bands that, that I was hearing. I was emulating all of those. I played in bar bands for years. And um, after a while, I just needed to keep broadening and, and staying inspired. Um, so I continued a journey into fingerstyle. I always loved Jimmy Page's fingerstyle playing, like, you know, uh, going to California. That kind of a song, Dust in the Wind, I was inspired. But I, I, there was nobody up here that you could learn from. And now that we have YouTube and things like that, it's much easier for a young guitar player to see somebody and get shown how to play these things. But mm -hmm. I uh, learned it organically. And uh, it's, it's all part of the music now, too, along with the rock and folk influences. Yeah, you actually had to put, you know, a lot more effort back in the day to get it down, you know, and. Now they got all the ticks, tricks and tips, you know, on YouTube and everything, you know, but you learn by yourself. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. It's uh, it's it helps your ear, too, because it's like you learn, you know, for yourself. Right. You know, this is more of a personal personal thing rather than somebody showing you all all the time. So you actually have to go a lot of trial and error and and, you know, uh, practice slowly because otherwise you're practicing making mistakes. Right. So anyway. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know you just fine-tune your talent like that you know yeah and work with a metronome that that really kind of puts it all together my time was terrible when i was uh when i was young i could i could play all the solos because i was learning them and uh but playing with a drummer i was all over the place so um I, i'd taken about six months of acoustic guitar lessons just learning how to play singing songs and stuff like that when you first start out and he said, you can, you need to get uh, your timing together here. So he referred me to a guy, Glenn Schofield in, in Smith Falls Drum Corps. And he's taught me some snare work. And I did some snare work there on the drum kit and did triples in their marching band. And uh, that really straightened my time out. Now I have a really good sense of time. I can play uh, play in time or, or with the beat or behind the beat or swing the beat or whatever. Anyway, it becomes organic. You have to work at different elements at different times. Right? So man and now you got a whole album and you got a single coming out as well right exactly um it's been a long time coming it took two years to put this all together so um you know with with the shutdowns a couple of years ago all my bands i had three bands going and uh i was retiring and that was my idea i was just going to play with the bands and whatnot and i'd had all of, a ton of original music i was working on but i didn't have enough time to carve out for it all so that basically gave me an opportunity to kind of refocus completely on the solo end of things and as a singer songwriter. So that's what I did, but we started right from the, the ground up, built my studio. I built an outbuilding. We put in all the software and um, all the uh, digital um, audio workstation microphones, did a ton of YouTubes and uh, it's, it's all recorded here by me at uh, John door studios. And, um, it has, I have a studio now and that's where I make it all happen. So two years later, here we are, we finally have a 15 song album. Originally it was going to be eight, but you know, I just can't stop writing. So there you go. So. <laughs> man. And that's not only a lot of work, but a lot of money to put into that studio, man. People don't realize how expensive everything is. Yeah. I, I'm, I stopped calculating the, uh, the, uh, the effort. So <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just a labor of love. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's passion. You know, can't put a price on that. No, but it's it's like it's like you know, if you don't work by the hour as an artist, you know what I mean. Not in your own mind, or you'd never you'd never get past the bill. So, 
So what inspired your album? Uh, well, there's, there's different elements over the years. So um, there's, you know, there's some of my guitar mentors there that I've, I've seen that made a, an imprint on me. There's a number of years ago when I was kind of searching for playing for Fingerstyle, an old friend of mine from uh, up well, more north of Ontario, Deep River. Pat Primo showed me a video, a YouTube of Tommy Emmanuel playing uh, classical gas. And if you've ever seen the man play, he's unbelievable on guitar. And such an inspiration. I thought, oh, my God, this guy's all of that. He can play the guitar and he's a total entertainer at the same time. So I just thought I got to I got to figure some of that out. So anyway, that it's funny how when you set an intention, it's things happen. So I was getting into a jazz band. I was in a jazz band at the time. We were doing gypsy jazz, like swing jazz, Django stuff. And it's quite intense and very intense. And, and Tommy had to be doing the same thing at the same time. And was playing with Frank Vanola from New York and, and uh, Vinny Raniolo and doing a jazz, a jazz trio kind of thing. But his whole show too as well. And he happened to play in Quebec City here in uh, in uh, Quebec, not far from where I live in Ontario. So we, I made the trek out to Quebec city and I went and saw him and met him after the show. And I was, I was completely blown away. Such a gentleman and got some of his instructional videos. And uh, I consider him now a mentor. I've, I've actually made the trek down. I went to uh, San Francisco for a uh, guitar camp in 2017, spent a week in Asilomar there with, with him and, and his crew playing, you know, finger style and just intense, uh, guitar camp and you know met all these fabulous people there and uh even before that i had another camp that was down in um, white church in louisiana with him so i've had two guitar camps with him and it's a wonderful inspirational experience so that's kind of changed my life so that's where this album started from uh, about 2015 i started putting more finger style in my original music and they've led to all these great melodies and and different um different parts and feels to the song. So that's why, that's where it sort of started. Man, live your life. Gotta live your life now. You only have one. <laughs> Facts. For real, for real. And make the best of it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And with elevation, it's about, it's about elevating the, the you know, the human spirit, the, um, the, the mood. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things to be down about. You know, um, if you want to focus on that, but, you know, you, I've learned through life that you can look at every situation and every fact and, and look at it in a positive way instead of a negative way, you know, such as if your relationship ends, that could be a terrible thing or that could be a really good thing. Um, it doesn't matter what the fact is, but but anyway, it's just trying to give everybody a, a, a different look. You know, the single on the album is called, called Faith in Me. You know, it's like maybe in a relationship, somebody could have faith in me and then we can have a relationship. That, that was sort of the idea for the song as a, as a nexus. And it grew out of, out of that idea with, without, you know, telling a specific story. I, I wanted my music to relate to, to what my experience is, but I also wanted to relate to the individual experiences of, of the listener, even though they may not be at all similar such as uh, faith in me, um, we're reading the lyrics and you could actually, you know, interpret it in a, uh, you know, a, a religious, you know, viewpoint sort of thing, or you can, you know, in a, in a common viewpoint, just like as a relationship viewpoint, you, you can look at it many different ways and it'll have different meaning for different listeners. And I, I was trying to craft my music that way. So it has a, a, a universal appeal. 
I love that, you know, and especially how you said about relationships, how you got to have faith in me. You got to have faith in each other because, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. You know, sometimes in a relationship, life gets really rough, whether it's just on your side, you know, their side or both. But, you know, sometimes you got to buckle up, you know, and you really got to have faith in each other to get through those rough times, you know, and I love that. It's, it's really important, you know, um, you know, being a little bit older, I've had those exact life lessons. So sometimes it's, you know, a problem that's going on in your life that you have to sort out that, you know, but, you know, other people around you have, everybody has stuff going on. And uh, it's nice to have, have some support and, and some faith in each other. And, you know, that, that you can get through these things and, and you will, you know, the sun does come up tomorrow. You got to stick around and see it. So. And you know, as an artist, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you know, in your life, people come and go, but whatever happens, music will always be there for you. Whether you're happy or sad, you're always gonna look for music and it's always gonna be there for you, you know. And that's uh that's 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 another beautiful thing about music that um it's like time travel in in a way. So with music, um, when, when I play a cover tune, I do play cover tunes. I play with my, my wife out. We're doing uh, acoustic cafe versions. So I'll play guitar on acoustic and I have several with me and she'll play a djembe and sing in harmony and we'll reimagine some cover songs in it in amongst my original songs when we play out. And when you play cover songs or a song that somebody knows, it's like time travel. You take them back and that mood that, that struck them or inspired them about their favorite song will, you can see it happen. And organically people will, will revisit that mood that, you know, like let's say the first time you heard more than a feeling by Boston, you'll start to feel that that way when, when it inspired you, that's why music is timeless. So even if you're having a really crappy day and you put your favorite song on, it's going to be a little better. <laughs> yeah. That's a hundred percent true. You know, like, you know, you ever have that moment where you hear a song that you haven't heard in years, you know, since like you were younger or something, you hear that song and it's almost like time stops. You're like, whoa, you get that same feeling that when you first heard it, you know? Yeah, time stops and um, you'll start singing the song like you've memorized it. Um, that's like my wife and I have had that experience, you know, it's like you a song playing at the same time and it's going through my head, but she's listening to it in the car or for whatever reason, it's just pure chance. But, you know, it's, it's important for me when we play to put smiles on faces, you want to take people out of where they are and move them. And I think that's important because, you know, listening to music is, is one thing, but also entertaining is you're there to entertain and move people. And, 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 you know, um, whatever's going on in their mind, you want to take them out of that and you want to focus them on, on the present moment because the present is the best place to be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can't dwell on the past. Can't think too far in the future. Yeah. I love that. You got to live in the present because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, I think sometimes people get anxiety because they think too far into the future and they worry like crazy. So like, you know, I tell them like, just live Right now, live in the present, worry about the things later when they come. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can you can spend too much time worrying, that's for sure. And you're not really 
just creating it's more it's more important to have relationships and conversations and and things like that because they happen like right now you can talk about things that are going to happen and, and all that but you know or or dwelling on negative things in the past those, those start to dredge up those old emotions and future is always sort of anxiety you know what's going to happen you know what i mean it's like you know you're always kind of on edge but the universe of every religion and none written by roderick edwards narrated by john ashton nickerson Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more at RoderickE.com. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. If you just have a little bit of faith, like the song says, <laughs> everything will work out, right? And you know, if you put your energy in the right direction, um, things do work out. I believe in that. So if you, when you, when you set an intention, like it, it, it really does happen, even though it seems beyond what you can do. Um, you know, if you'd have told me like I'm going to put out a 15 song original album and be talking to Chewy on the on on a podcast uh, two years ago, I'd be like. I, I can't see that. So, but one step at a time in the right direction and you'll get somewhere. Facts. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you write your music, um, do you write the lyrics first and then from there, do you get to the instruments? Well, that's kind of an interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of happened all the way around. Um, I, I always have a, uh, Okay, from a long time ago, I started keeping lyrics. I would I would start paying attention to what what I'm hearing. I would hear my own lyrics and I would write them down. So I have like you know poems and rhyming passages. They may be bits and pieces, but I have I have binders of all kinds of lyrics I used to write down years ago for the time when I was able to write songs. So this is sort of started even before I was envisioning myself as a songwriter. I thought, you know, okay, well if I'm in a band someday and I can give this to the singer and he can sing them and maybe we'll, you know, put it together that way. But it never actually became that. So, and then I was coming up with guitar parts. I'd have all these great ideas on the guitar because I love the great guitar players and, and I would have my own ideas and, you know, finger picking passages. And, and those kind of just kind of developed independently until the point that I, I was singing songs uh, years ago they all started to kind of come together. So I have all these lyrics and I have all these bits and pieces of music that I've gotten better at keeping now. Um, I have a recorder with me whenever I travel and I have the recorder with me, I have a little pocket recorder and for my phone is a really good idea too. I'll text myself lyrics all the time or hum melodies in there. And 
when I when I have music now, what I'll do is I'll just hum hum a melody line through through that that's that's inspiring me, and and I'll work the words in there. But sometimes they happen together, like the song in uh, uh, on on my way to Mexico is on the on the album. That actually happened. Like I woke up woke up in the morning and I see this. I could hear the whole song in my head, like from end to end. It was a it was a, it was a really inspirational moment. So I had to sit down and pull the guitar out and actually duplicate what I'm hearing in my head and figure it all out. Because it was a finger picking part I had to come up with, and it was it was brand new and I'd never done it before. So there's a lot of that on the album where I can hear what what I want to do and I've got to figure a way to play it. So there's a lot of that. But on my way to Mexico, I could hear the chorus right in my head over the over the music. So we with that that one came together organically. We were actually traveling from uh, Ecuador. We'd gone to South America and we were traveling to Mexico when that song actually happened. So when I got back here, we we started the the drafting process and the the demo process, and that's uh, on the album now. So here we are. You know, and I think because you know. Playing guitar and writing, that's a whole talent itself. But translating from what's in your head to bringing it out to life, that's a whole nother talent right there. Because, you know, I, I used to play guitar, but I never got really good at it. I never practiced enough. Um, But, man, I would have, like, cool ideas in my head. And, like, man, I could never bring it to life. And it was so frustrating for me. Well, that's that's the thing, you know, it's, it's just like construction, right? You know what I mean? You, you just don't sit down and build a house, right? So it's like, you know, everybody knows what a house looks like, but building one isn't that, that easy. You've got to build, you've got to know all the pieces, right? So so from all the influences over the years, it's, I, I've finally got it figured out how to build a song. So you can have, you know, you need a good melody. And I'm, I'm really hooked on melodies. Melodies are important because that's memorable. And it really kind of, carries carries the lyrics a little farther so melodies were important to me you know you know one time i loved i love people that just screamed into a microphone like uh you know um roger daltrey right you know and in the who or whatever i love that music you know sort of thing but you know this is this seems to be me is is what i'm doing it's like melody and you know some finger style pop and rock influence and some of it's a little harder edge in the album and some of it's a little more easy listening, you know, impactful, soulful stuff. But I, I have a lot of, a lot of influences from all over. Yeah. And I love your style, by the way. And um, yeah. And your influences. I love that music as well. Like hey, man, you're very talented. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the comment. Uh, there's some some harder edge stuff there that, you know, like down at the lake. Um, it's got some some good guitar. You know, you're going to hear the the Jimi Hendrix wah-wah pedal come out in there. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of in, intense guitar soloing stuff. But I've picked up a slide and a resonator guitar like on Faith in Me. And you're going to hear a lot of a lot of swampy blues licks in there, even harmony blues licks, which is something brand new for me. So I just had an idea and we put that all together. So you're, you're going to hear some different stuff. Um, there's some some dirty guitar in there and there's some real crystal shimmering clean acoustic work in there that I think I would have some universal appeal. You know, and I like that you do all those those effects and styles because it feels like music nowadays they really don't do that like how you mentioned the wah-wah pedal like i, I don't know maybe 
maybe I'm tripping, but it seems like a lot of music nowadays they don't really use that as much. No, you don't. You don't hear it in mainstream. Mainstream is always trying to play commercial, right? So you know, there's there's a whole industry behind that that whole you know dance music or you know it was disco at the time or whatever whatever new edge is sort of coming out, um, and that has a wide range appeal to you know a, probably a younger audience. You know, more the older you get, the more you like different styles. I think is is how it works, but. Um, I tried to cross all those genres there, you know, sort of thing. So I haven't got so much into house music here, but anyway, that, that has not been my thing. I'm not, not a DJ, right. Or, or any of that, but uh, I always play instruments organically and live music. And I, 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 I can't, can't get away from that live connection. So that's, that's, that seems to kind of, I want to be able to play, play the songs live. So we have an acoustic version of all the album that we've prepared now that we're going to do uh in the in in the venues when we're coming out with this so the album's due to be released on the 14th of july so so after that we'll be able to perform all 15 songs in a coffeehouse version so we'll we'll eventually do an acoustic um unplugged album i guess is what you want to call it but but not at not at this point um, oh that's amazing you know that i i i really love it when they do acoustic versions of songs because it, it just brings a whole different vibe to it but man, your whole album, man, love it. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. It's like it's it's 15 songs. I you know, I could have put out eight songs and go okay, let's save that for album number two. But um, I didn't want to do that. Um, like for me, I, I want to live in the present. These are my 15 songs I want to do now. I've got more for the next one. So let's let's get it all out there. I want to reach as many people as possible and. Um, there's going to be something in there. You know, if you're, there's three instrumental uh, finger style tunes in there, you know, if you're a folk person or you like that stuff, I'm hoping you're going to connect with that music. If you like, you know, easy listening pop or whatever, you've got uh, all, all kinds of, you know, dragonfly, you've got that kind of great melody singing kind of, kind of stuff and melody line. And you've got, you are the one, which is a fabulous, fabulous tune um it's a love song really um, I, I actually done some tributes to different towns and the town that's near where i live in 2016 they had their 200th anniversary so i wrote a song about the town of perth called the passage of perth and it's about the the immigrants that came over in 1816 from scotland and ireland when they were first settling canada here this is just after the war of 1812. That's we've got along ever since with the United States. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, it's about their trek there. And the, there was no summer that year. They talk about in the literature, the whole summer it snowed. This was before engines and before anything happened. So they settled the whole town. And then there's a there was a duel where the two lawyers sons in town fought over a, a woman to marry her and they shot and one of them was killed so it talks about the last duel that happened in perth that was the last duel in canada that happened that uh, you know where the, the person died but anyway the the other side of the story was the other lawyer's son did actually marry the uh marry marry his bride from the uh from the duel so anyway that's this little story behind that song so that one actually tells a story and some history behind it damn i dig it right on <laughs> and um uh, tell me about your single. Um, where can people find it? 
Um, well, M MTS uh, MTS Records is is putting it out. I believe it's going to go up digitally on uh, streaming through Sony uh, and all the platforms are coming up on July the fourteenth. So um, we've also put a get put together a music video. Um, that's going to be about faith in me as well. It's the exact same song and that's going up on uh, YouTube very shortly. So uh, Michael Stover of MTS management is, uh, is, is uh, helping me promote the project and uh, uh, July 14th, the date. July 14th. Keeping. Yeah. I've also got my website, which is John johndorshmusic.com. And I believe it's going to go up on Spotify and Apple music as well. Hell yeah, looking forward to it, man. And um, what about your acoustic album? Is that still in the works? Um well, we've we've just uh we've we've just started performing them. So what I like to do is perform the songs, you know, and, and work the songs before we actually, you know, go in and spend time recording them because they, they tend to spend too much time in development in the studio if I if I do that, because you can always re-record everything and you know, okay, let's do this, that, whatever. But it, it's, I like to work uh work out the harmonies and main melodies and see what settles over a little bit of time, a few months. And then we'll probably look more towards the fall, um, November ish for, for doing the, the acoustic versions. Then they'll be well, well performed by then and, and very smooth. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Lots of good moves, you know, big moves coming up right here and, um, yeah, just keep it up, man. I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun roller coaster. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I'm doing all this. I'm pretty sure you have to have a little faith in yourself, you know, <laughs> I got to have faith in me. Right. So it's like, here we are. There's nobody behind me this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Well, you know what? I a uh, big thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, this is this is great. I appreciate that, Chewy. Yeah, man. And um, yeah. So I'll I'll have all all your links on the episode description. And um, uh, where can people find you? Well, here we are. Uh, it's www.johndorshmusic.com, and um, there's links. There'll be links to my new album um, on there. There's you know, the bio and the promo and live uh, performances links to Facebook and YouTube. I have a John Dorsch music page on Facebook. You can see updates there and we'll do posts there. And um, the, there's a presale coming up, I believe um, uh, on right now. So you can, you can actually go and presale, presale with the links and it'll appear on July 14th to the uh, streaming services for digital downloads. Sweet. Everybody jump on it. Pre-sale. Get on it right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. And thank you, man. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, Chewy. Have, Have a good a one. Great. You too. Bye.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewy gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks. You know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes. Also in between episodes, I like to add me streaming. Yeah, watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.